0: All right, we are live today. We're here with Andy Goldstrom. He is the founder of Parents Journey Coaching. He's a coach who helps parents better navigate the challenges of raising children today. Um, We're going to be talking Andy about kind of related to co-parenting issues when people are contemplating divorce or separation, or maybe they're having co-parenting issues, you know, after their divorce. So Fill in the missing blanks of uh, what I left out. You're, you're with uh, um, Parents Journey Coaching. Uh, you can be found at parentsjourneycoaching.com. I saw on your website also that you uh, offer some discovery sessions. We can talk about that as well. But uh, go ahead and take it away, and then we'll get into this.
1: Great. And uh, thanks for having me. I'm really glad to be here, Tim. Um, just as a, as a small uh, correction or update, it's parentsjourneycoaching.net. Not I got com. that on there.
0: Did I say calm? Yeah,
1: <laughs> and that's fine. Uh, it, it's flowing along the footer of, yeah. of our of our video, but for those who are listening, want to make sure they get it right and go to the right place. Correct. Um, long story short, I, I am a certified parent coach. I work with uh, married parents, co-parents, and single parents to help them uh, regain confidence and join their lives when they struggle with their parenting issues. A lot of times it's about fixing the kid, but it's really... You know, frankly, a lot about how parents communicate, and certainly how co-parents communicate, given the strain that they're under when they're divorcing and some of some of what's going on. Um, I was a um, a successful business entrepreneur. I actually had uh, was an owner in a commercial real estate firm, uh, and um, basically, um, what my fastball was was getting the best out of people. And, um, about 10 years ago, I had a teenage daughter who suffered from some mental illness. And Mm -hmm. so, uh, we were distressed. We didn't know how to deal with it. We felt the stigma. We were confused, uh, my wife and I, and it was difficult to address. And so, uh, when we found a path, which was affording her the opportunity to go to wilderness therapy and residential treatment, which are, um, essentially camps where they get more advanced therapy because mm-hmm. uh, we tried all the things locally uh, local therapists school counselors psychiatrists it wasn't working so I realized uh, um, after that happened uh, we, we my wife and I were realized that we needed some help too and we got some parent coaching and it really inspired me because it saved our marriage potentially it changed the trajectory of our lives. We communicated much better. Um, and while that was happening, people started calling us because they knew our daughter was getting help. And they said, you know, we're struggling too, or we know somebody who's struggling. And all of a sudden, I realized there was kind of a calling there. And so um, so for the past several years, uh, I got, I went and got certified at two national accredited places, one associated with the ICF, the International Coaching Federation, it wasn't that big a leap for me because I really knew how to leverage the best in people through business to business, but this came business to consumer and getting down to the individual to be able to leverage and get the best out of them. And so, uh, the other thing is um, I didn't get divorced, but I was really impacted as a child of divorce. So there was um, there was there was a lot of. Um, I got stuck. I was the older child. I've got a younger sister who's three years younger, but I was the older child, and I got stuck in between two parents who were fighting over money, and there was a lot of blame and shame, and it impacted me in terms of my confidence. It, it uh, you know, and and um, I didn't feel I had the support that I needed, and understanding that I needed when I was going through, and uh, my parents were just trying to do their best to survive themselves, and and. And I wish their communication was better and more aligned. And they thought more about the impact on me and my sister. And so the good thing is I I became more independent. That's why I probably became an entrepreneur because I didn't want to deal with those money issues. And frankly, I've been a committed husband going through the ups and downs, even with a child who has mental illness to represent what good communication is like with, with, with a, a spouse. Um, and so, um, you know, it's my honor to be able to do this kind of work at this point in my career.
0: Yeah. It also gives you, Andy, a unique uh, perspective. I think having dealt with it in the way you did as a child, um, and then having a child, you know, you, your parents were struggling with, you know, with their marriage. And then you, you had your incident come up with your own daughter, um, and then had success in dealing with that, uh, if I understood you correctly. So it kind of gives you as a parent coach, a, a unique understanding, seeing it kind of from both, uh, or all those angles, I should say.
1: I think so, for sure. Um, the other thing that I think is kind of important is um, I'm a I'm a guy. I, I know, you know, I got a deep voice, and uh, but more than the deep voice, I I have uh, testosterone and and uh, kind of a thought process that guys often carry in terms of pride and wanting to get it done potentially not being as communicative or as good a communicator as some women are. And so um, when you go through some co-parenting struggles legally or otherwise, um, you know, the the guy needs help as much as the, as much as the woman. And the woman is sometimes the one who reaches out first. And I have a way of communicating with the dads um, where there's much more of an understanding um, and a way to get them engaged because if both sides aren't willing to make change, um, it doesn't work. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you, um, you mentioned that because, and correct if I'm wrong, because you were able to get that counseling or therapy for your daughter, that that in effect, had the effect of saving your marriage. And that's why I wanted to have you on, on this show is because so much of what I do is re- you know about divorce. And I want to get your content and your unique perspective in front of folks who either are you know, struggling as parents and maybe not contemplating divorce, or they are contemplating divorce. And so much of people, and we've talked about this off camera, going through divorce that become contentious is because of custody and parenting issues. And if we can save a few marriages, it's what a lot of uh, these podcasts have been about. So uh, again, I appreciate you being on here. Do you work with both parents in your, in your uh, coaching program?
1: Not if they're going through, not if they're divorced and they're on mm-hmm. opposite sides, I can only represent, you know, work with one or the other, but I mm-hmm. work with, um, but I work with um, situations where, for instance, you know, I'll give you two examples I, I had shared with you before our call. I wanted to yeah. give a couple of examples. So, um, you know, there's a couple that I worked with. I don't work with them any longer. My job is to work myself out of a job to give them the tools and approaches and confidence that they need. But it was a couple that wasn't, you know, that was going to separate, needed to get their ducks in line in order to do that financially and otherwise. And one was living upstairs and the other was living in the basement and the kids were shuttling back and forth. Mm. Right. And so I was engaged with the father who was in the basement and he was getting all uptight because he was stricter and was putting governance around social media and they would go upstairs and double their time on social media. And then the parents would just lash out at each other and the kids saw that behavior and wasn't emul you know wasn't emulating good behavior for the kids and so you have to be able to work on the pride and how the how the parent can communicate and control what he he or she can control um, I'm also working with a you know a, div- a divorced family that uh, is blended so they're you know the stepmom and the dad um, you know are, are are both struggling how to handle the kids with the, with the ex-wife who they're, they're in a court battle with. So they were smart enough and I was fortunate enough that they reached out to me when before, you know, earlier, early enough so that I could help them. And when they went into court, the, uh, mediator and the guardian and the lawyer all said, wow, this is fantastic. Um, two things. One is we'd like to work with Andy. Andy. So there's, they've been, they've reached out to me because they deal with other parents who are going through this. And then they asked, and then they required him as part of the court order to work, to extend my relationship with him, to continue to help him. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's as good a validation of, of the type of service that I offer as anything. Um, you know, and, and, um, you know, and I work with these parents and step-parents and others and help them communicate better you know, before ideally so they can avoid that process because, you know, as you said, um, you know, when you're married, there's enough strain trying to grow your careers, trying to manage your schedules, trying to connect with your spouse. And then, you know, and then, um, you know, when you're trying to deal with kids who have all the issues they have today, social media, post COVID issues, you know, regarding their communication and maturity, pressures that the kids have and the bullying and and uh, and and other things and parents just aren't aligned and being able to align your communication a lot better be proactive in your communication make sure you're connecting together before you talk to your kids about important things rather than just one parent doing it and the other parent disagreeing in person there are a lot of approaches that that seem uh, logical but in practice don't happen and so you know, the way I work with my parents, I have a framework I call the 4A framework. 4A? 4A. Uh-huh. And you'll see the 4A. So it's assess. I really try to get to know the client, uh, meaning the parent or the parents. And the reason is, is because their childhood, their view on the world, the trauma that they've experienced, all influences how they deliver, how they work as a parent or or a spouse or a co-parent and if they have a view on the world that um you know that i was brought up in a strict household so my household's going to be strict too you know that may or may not work (laughs) right and how do you how do you compromise with your your partner or uh or you know if you've gotten remarried or just make it work with your ex um so um So the first thing is assess. The second one is address. So it's putting together an actual action plan. That's the difference between a therapist and a coach. A therapist diagnoses and helps heal. A coach really puts an action plan and helps to educate. And in my career, I've been a coach in one way or another, in one form of another. And so, you know, the parent coaching is, is what resonates with me and I think creates great results. Then the third one is acting. What I call it, what acting is, is bumping into the world. You're actually testing it week by week, seeing how it works, seeing how you deliver it, seeing how your kids respond or your co-parent responds or other things. Res- you know, other or like or as life happens, and then as I get together with the parent or parents the following week, you know, we review it, we see what's come up in the world, and we make adjustments. And a lot of a lot of what makes things stick is refining, having accountability, and making those adjustments. And that's the 4A framework.
0: What was after acting? Did I miss it?
1: Assess, assess, address, act, and adjust.
0: Adjust. Got it. The question, if I, so I handle amicable divorce cases where I'm a neutral third party and my clients do not have attorneys and they're not going to court. That said, it doesn't mean they are 100% on the same page with parenting. If I had clients in a situation where they you know, were in this situation, but they needed maybe co-parenting was was a struggle for them. Is that something where you could then work with them?
1: 100%.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, when you, I asked you uh, the first time, I think it was under the understanding of maybe it's litigated, contentious attorneys, court, and all that good stuff. So I wanted to kind of clarify that because that's where – I would find my clients and being able to assist them and like the folks watching this as well. Um, that's where I think they're going to, like if they're following or watching this under having followed me, it's going to be because they're thinking about divorce or they've gotten divorced and they may need some co-parenting assistance. So I just want to make sure that that was yeah, clear. Just, you know,
1: most of, you know, some of my practice deals with the legal channel while things are in a legal situation or it's really contentious with the ex but that's that's about 20% of my practice about yeah. 80% of my practice is working with parents who who have gotten through that process and are still struggling or are entering that process or or just are struggling themselves but i'm not the guy who can help with co-parents who are having their having trouble with their kid cuz he's not eating his broccoli it's my kid has because of my parenting my kid is really struggling Uh, with drugs or alcohol or defiance or has learning problems in school or is getting bullied or can't leave his or her room Um, it's you know it's issues where they've tried the local things like I've tried Um, and you know what ends up happening is parents are just doing their best you know you know you can second guess yourself uh, all day long but Parents just don't have the toolkit. You have how to, you know you have the book. I always say you have the book how to ex- how to expect what you're expecting, so you can kind of figure yeah. out when you're when you're when your wife is pregnant and you're with her in, in terms of what's going to happen during the during each trimester and then what to do right right after the baby is born. But there's no real book because there's too much variability on how to manage a teenager and how to become a parent after that. And so having somebody who can hold your hand who's been trained, who has been through a lot of the same things you have. I mean, a lot of people will call me and say, you've been through what I've been through. (laughs) You know, you understand understand me um, and have some really good approaches that really work.
0: You had mentioned uh, social media and social media influence. I think you talked about an example where they're doubling the social media time, one parent. Um, Is that a big issue these days? What's going on in that? in that realm with uh, co-parenting and social media?
1: Oh, it's huge. Well, it has to do with parents, you know, the co-parents agreeing on it and how to manage through that. Um, But the fact is, is that, um, you know, I I speak to groups and have given webinars on social media and its impact. And I call it parents versus children, the impact of social media. And literally um, since COVID started, People are on, kids are, you know, up up through their teenage years are on their on their social media platforms and 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 online, 200% more than they were prior to that. So they, you know, what happened was they were more isolated, so they were more drawn to it. And then the algorithms and the way the the way the the way everything is designed is meant to suck you in and keep you there. And then there are parents who get sucked in too, so they're not. <laughs> demonstrating good habits to help hold their kids accountable to. And so, um, parents have shown concern and they want more regulation and they want to see, um, they, they, they see the impact on their kids. Kids don't know how to communicate. They only know how to text, Mm -hmm. you know, they don't know how to really have a conversation or connect with people or read or understand people. And that makes it harder to us to, to have good relationships and be empathetic and help people. And, uh, and so, um, so being able to, and, and one of the things that I recommend is a lot of parents just lay down the law, you know, or they're reactive. So they basically say, I'll do reactive first. Reactive is um, um, you didn't clean up your room. You lose your phone for a day after the infringement, but the, the child didn't know that the child probably knew that he was supposed to clean up his room or she was supposed to clean up her room, but didn't know the consequence. So when I, when I work with parents, I try to, you have to pick your fights, but I try to make sure that they choose, you know, five or or so big rocks that the parents can align on that. They say, this is what's important in our household. You know, um, uh, We have to be on time and eat together at the dinner table. We have to uh, uh, turn off our phones at 10 o'clock. We have to get our homework done by X. We, you know, uh, we have to, you have to do your chore, whatever chore it is that's assigned. And then they know the consequence of not doing it. And then they make the choice. The kid makes the choice. Kids just want to be in control and they want to be, and they want to feel understood. And if you give them options, even though they're your choices, they feel more in control. And if you listen to them by being curious, as opposed to just telling them things, they'll feel, they'll trust you more. And so, you know, I try and put myself in the shoes of the kids because of the way I was brought up and how it impacted me and, uh, and, and how I would, how I'd like to be talked to now <laughs> and, and, and how, how how kids respond and you know, the, the proof is in the pudding. Um, if people are willing to engage when they engage me, I get results and I have a Google, an average Google review score 4.9 out of five. And I'm really proud of that. And, you know, I'm, I've been successful in the business world. So I, so the parent coaching is a choice and I really, you know, the impact is what uh, gets me excited.
0: Yeah, to to get good reviews in an industry where it's so emotionally charged, you, you have to do, I would imagine, an, an exemplary job in your in the service that you offer to for someone to to want to put that out there on you know, in the public's eye to you know to to actually write a review. In in talking about what we've just been going over, how how can how can parents set this up or establish boundaries or Um, Can you give an example of how, I guess it wouldn't necessarily matter if they were still married or considering separation, but how can they get on the same page effectively as far as the the co-parenting around, maybe as an example, social media, as we were talking about?
1: So the important thing is when I work with parents or co-parents, if it's a co-parenting situation where they're in separate homes, I basically say, you can't control the other parent for things that are important. You can have a discussion with that parent, but when they're in their home, it's different than you in your home, right? And that takes the pressure off of having to have everything equal in both homes because it'll never be that way. But when you're in your home, you 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 have that uh, control, and you 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 pick your you pick what's important um, when it's with um, and then and then the way to lay it out is frankly um, a methodology um, that I use called love, truth, freedom, and consequences. So it's basically, you're always telling your children that you love them and that you care for them. That's the overarching theme. But you're trying to help them do what's in their best interest and yours. And then you tell them the truth, which is, here are a couple of rules or boundaries that we've decided on. And then the cons and those are the truths, you know, if you want to live in this house, if you want, if you want to, if you want us to support you pay for your car, car insurance, pay for your phone, pay for your entertainment, pay for whatever it is. Here are a couple of big, big things that rules that we have. And then the, the, the freedom is you make the choice. Either you adhere or you don't adhere. And if you, if you, so it's your choice. We can't make you and we're not going to nag you. We're not going to argue with you. But then you get the benefit of of adhering and the reward or or the consequence. And so that's the way things work in the world. When you're in a job and you get older, you're not going to be handheld through everything. You want to, you know, you want to experience the benefits or the consequences of conforming or doing the right thing or or doing the wrong thing and learning and adapting and all the rest. Yeah. So I, I sometimes take it one step further. This model, and what I do is I, I um, encourage the kids to come up with um, some guidelines and boundaries because if they have input, then they'll buy into it more. And that doesn't mean that whatever they say goes. Oh, I don't deserve any consequences for that, or or that you know, or that shouldn't be a boundary that I have. But if you make it more, if you make it more of a of um, if you make it more collaborative, it tends to stick better, and and you're you're not lecturing and pushing down on kids who don't want to hear from their parents. They don't want to be lectured. They don't want to be told what to do. But if you give them choices, it it it, it definitely works differently.
0: Did I hear you correctly that you also work with the child? Typically
1: not. Uh, I'm a parent coach. They call it parenting, not childing, for a reason. Right. Um, there are occasions that the child gets brought into the meeting or the call. I work out of Atlanta uh, in an office, but I also work virtually and actually have clients around the country and even some outside the USA. Um, but um, um, but sometimes the 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 client has tried things and wants to bring wants to bring the child onto the call, and um, selectively I will do that but it's only once I know that the parents have done their work. Then I can help facilitate and just embrace or support the parents while they're doing it. Um, A lot of the role playing that I do uh, with the parents gives them the opportunity to try, try it themselves. So that's the idea. Um, um, So, so the norm isn't to have the kids on there. It's really to empower the parents to do the work and to be successful in doing the work.
0: Gotcha you had uh, earlier mentioned about the, and correct me if I'm wrong, if, say um, spouses are living apart. You were saying that the rule, the rules of that house, it's okay that they're different because that's, that's the rules of, of the home. And I then, mean, you have
1: to, you have to align on certain things.
0: Yeah. Cause that was going to be my follow-up question is how, how have you maybe can you give example of where there are, not extreme differences in the two rules of the house, if they're going between houses, but how would, how is that handled or what advice are you giving, which I'm sure can change from time to time uh, depending on the circumstances, but for, you know, one spouse saying, I don't like how, you know, my husband's doing this and vice versa. um, What was your advice in in those general scenarios? Yeah.
1: So the thing that is most important and I do parent co-parenting plans and I'm able to facilitate that because you need some structure around that so I do I I use that but but some of it has to do with you know a lot of it has to do with logistics between parents so it's it's my kid has practice 5 days a week you have him 3 I have him 4 how do we make sure that that works right uh, and, and parents have lives too, right? They've got jobs, they've got other commitments, and how to make how to make sure that that all works. Assuming that that works, then it's then it's just in 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 different households. One house maybe, you know, the kids have to clean up their plates and clean up dinner, and the other house they don't. And you know, one place is neater and more organized and the other place isn't, right? and i think the key thing is unless it's unless the kid becomes confused because they're they they they're so different or so um, conflicted i gen- i i generally i generally say you emulate what you think is best that you can control you just basically tell your child i know your mom loves you if it's the, if she's the co-parent or i know your dad loves you if if he's the co-parent they've got the they've got certain Ways of doing things in their house. We have ways of doing things in our house, and and we only have a couple things that are must-haves, and 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 you know, and that's how we're that's how we're going to manage through it. And on the things that affect you that we both need to be involved in, we're we uh, you have my commitment that I'm going to work hard to make it work because I love you.
0: That makes sense. And I assume these types of conversations are going to be age specific or age appropriate. Always, if, if appropriate, always. Um, but Are they got to start
1: early because I will tell you yeah. that um, here's a fact for you. Um, people, you know, I, I think you've heard and or may understand that uh, a, a, a person's brain doesn't fully develop until he or she is 25 years old or so. So it's malleable until then. But at age three, the brain is 80% developed and age five, it's 90% developed. Hmm. So what it means is if you're going to create trauma in your family or create a problem in your family, uh, or exhibit good behaviors <laughs> and make things work, um, you know, um, the impact of the way to undo that is, is, you know, uh, is harder as, as, as things go along, even though it's never too late.
0: Yeah. You had mentioned, um, the child, you know, possibly becoming confused between the two households and, and communication is, is key there. What, what are you, what effects, is there any negative effects that you're seeing or that parents are creating, um, by having these, these different, um, differently run households, like as, as the child, what is, what are they seeing or feeling with in these scenarios?
1: You know, if it's just scat, if it's just, um, scattered rules that are reactive that the the child doesn't know what to expect then the child's confused if the child knows this is the way you know your stepmom and i are going to run this house and we you're a big part of that and it's clear then there's less confusion i mean again it's about control and understanding for the kids
0: and so communication, if, if the parents are listening to this, uh, reg- almost regardless of the age of the child, based on your statistics of the brain development at five being 90%, I mean, you can have that conversation as appropriate as for their age, because um, it really isn't fair to the child if you're not, you're not communicating that to them. Yeah.
1: And you can coach the child. You could, you could say when you're over at the other parent's house and and they say something negative about the way we do things, or they do things different. You could just say, Hey, we had a talk. And, you know, the rules, the, you know, the parameters in this house are, are, are you know, are different. And if the co parents communicate about those rules too, they'll understand it. But you can't force the other parent's hand in terms of who, who washes the dishes or who cleans the, the person's room. It just, you know, it, it, it doesn't work that way.
0: Yeah, is is your can you talk a little bit about your your coaching services? I'm just looking at your website. You have a couple different options perhaps, of parent coaching, family coaching, transitions, workshops. Can you can you talk about specifically some of your programs and and what that looks like?
1: Sure. Um so my parent coaching is the core of my business. And um you know, and it involves um Typically, um, you know, weekly sessions after a, um, you know, after an initial intake session um, where, you know, again, it's my job to work myself out of a job to kind of assess what the goals are, what the inhibitors are to, you know, f- to, to getting them to have the confidence and understanding of what they need to do to be effective parents and um, And so I work with them to make, you know, through that 4A framework. Um, I also do family coaching, and that's when it involves the child. Oh, I see. Or more than one parent. Or sometimes, to be honest with you, it it involves other family members. I've worked with families where the father of three boys died, and the mom remarried quickly, and the boys and the mom didn't, you know, uh, didn't connect. Mm. The boys were holding it against the mom because they weren't honoring their dad and they had issues with the new dad. And uh, and and these were adult young men, you know, who were mature. And I had to be able to bring them together. They called me and, you know, the mother called me around Thanksgiving. And by Christmas, they were all getting together when they weren't even talking. Wow. So, yeah. So... Um, the transition and aftercare is really relating to the wilderness therapy and residential treatment aspect. And it's when when you send your kid away to a behavioral program of some sort, uh, the parents need to grieve because the, the journey that their family and kid is taking is in diff- a different path than they, than they expected. They need to forgive each other as parents because parents parent differently and, and don't always align. And then they need to come up with a communication plan so that when their child returns home or their child goes to their next step, they they know they don't revert to old behaviors that created the same conflicts as before. And then I you know and then I offer a series of workshops. And many of them are topics about um, you know about child development and about uh, how to be a better parent. Things like how children develop and what gets in their way, how to be attuned to your child. How to set and maintain boundaries. How to create accountability. How to work together as parents. How to co-parent or enhance your spouse partner relationship. And the last one is had a parent in a world of twenty four seven social media, which I've mentioned before. So, right. <clears throat> so you know, it's 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 catered around giving parents confidence in their in their skill set
0: when we were off camera you had mentioned uh speaking of other maybe uh, marriage coaches or um uh, people like that that you had a, a slightly different take on your approach i'm not sure if we got a chance to cover that can you explain Well that? I, I
1: i think i'm not i've I, i'm not typically in the middle of all the divorce proceedings so um, I'm typically someone who, when parents are going through a divorce and they're going through, going through those legal machinations and they're uptight and they're frustrated and they're pointing fingers, it's, 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 how can they, with all that stress and all that financial obligation, how can they, how can they, have some sense about them so that they're not distracted at their job. They're not distracted by the stress and they can actually focus on their kids controlling what they can control. Um, and let the legal channels take, take the way they are. Now, some of the work that I do, as I mentioned before, is brought into the legal channels one way or another, because they say, you know, they're working hard to improve their co-parenting or their parenting itself. Um, and sometimes I'm asked to, 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 you know, to give an opinion, you know, right. has this person actually made the efforts to, and actually made a difference in the way um, the change that he or she has gone through with my parenting coaching that has impacted the child in a positive way.
0: Gotcha. Um, you know, we talked about a, a good amount of information here, uh, the four A's setting boundaries, social media, talked about your different coaching uh, programs. Uh, is there anything you'd like to say in closing or anything I should have asked you, Andy? Um,
1: no, I, th- I think we covered a lot. I, you know, I appreciate the time. Um, I think everything's about communication and just having the tools to communicate, whether it's to your, you know, whether it's to your, your friends, your spouse, your parents, your kids, your coworkers, It's, it's, it's the way that you communicate things, um, that generate, um, that generate the proper feedback. And I work with a lot of, I told you, I work, you know, I, I'm able to connect with dads quite a bit. And when I do the intake with them, I bet four out of five dads say, I want my kid to be, have trust in me so that they can come up to me with any problem they want. You know, and and feel like they can approach me about, you know, girl problems, boy problems, car problems, school problems, whatever it is. And 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 then I dissect their behavior and it becomes fairly obvious that there's a pretty big reason why the kid isn't trusting them and they didn't realize it. Mm. You know, the way that they've been communicating with the kid and, and the child is more judgmental, it's more lecturing, it's more projecting how they grew up and what their expectations are. It's not aligning with the other parent. Right. And so, so being able to change that, um, way of communicating, whether you're a dad or a mom or anything else is, is really a big thing. And, and, um, when we talk to our daughter, who's now 23 living on living and working on our own, um, it's not without bumps but when we ask her about that time where it was so difficult for her and difficult for us before we sent her away she basically says you know when 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 i was struggling instead of you tuning in more you you actually locked down on me you actually were worried about me you were trying to do the right thing for me but you actually took away my phone reactively mm-hmm took away the car reactively. I was just trying to cope and you weren't saying, Hey, what's bothering you? How can we help? As opposed to saying, you need to go to school. Why are you not going to school? (laughs) Right. And so, um, so every person's situation is different. There are a lot of common themes. Um, I've been doing this for many years now. And, and so um, as a, as you're out in LA, right? Correct. As they say, you know, as as I I like to say, I've seen the movie, you know, and it's just it's just how you tweak it and then how to get people to respond to it and try it and adjust and gain confidence. And, you know, and what I do changes lives. It makes me excited. And and, you know, and uh, but I'm the facilitator. It's the people who come in, who do the work, who really make a difference.
0: Yeah, I think I I think you said it best. It comes down to a simple word, communication. But it really isn't that simple because that is such a large umbrella of things, right? How we like you're talking about how we communicate, things we say, how we behave. It's commun- we communicate in many ways, and when I do these these recordings, uh, it all seems to come back down to uh, communication. Um, Andy, Can I give one happy. more example? Can I give yes, one more please. example?
1: Please, just, you know, I've given several examples about communication, but here, here's a good one just to kind of synthesize everything. When, when parents want to talk with their children, either from the love, truth, freedom consequences or talk with their children about a circumstance or reviewing their grades with them or praising them or, or whatever, they, they want to sit the kids down. And so they, the parents often don't talk in advance. They, they just decide to sit the kid down and then they say what they want to say. And the kid turns off, is on his or her phone, wants to get out of there right away, is resistant to whatever's saying because of the way it's communicated. So one of the things I coach is approach your child and say, Hey, mom and dad, mom and I want to speak to you. Um, this is what, you know, we're, we're available now this is what we wanna to speak to you about and it's only gonna take about 10 minutes. Mm. Is this a good time for you or would you rather do it at seven o'clock tonight when we're also available? I like it. So what have I done there? I've, I've. Uh, options. I've given them control cause they have a couple of options and time. I've told them how long it'll probably take if they cooperate, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever it is. And I gave them an idea of the topic and I didn't give them an out or any other choice. How do you think that meeting would go compared to just sitting somebody down and lecturing them about something?
0: Makes total sense. It's kind of like if uh, your boss said, you know, meet me in my office at 10 o'clock tomorrow, but doesn't tell you what it's about or what's going on. You just assume you're getting terminated. So you think the worst. (laughs) That's right.
1: That's right. That's that's I use an example like that all the time. And uh, so it's a good example that you gave for sure. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Well, again, uh, great having you on, Andy. For those that are uh, listening, uh, how can someone get a hold of you? And then we will wrap it up.
1: Sure. Um, uh, My email, uh, my website's the best place parentsjourneycoaching.net. There are opportunities to see what I do and how I do it and to schedule a free discovery call. Um, I can't help everybody either because of my capacity or because um, depending upon when people are calling and, and the workload I have or just because I'm, uh, I, I might not be a good fit, but you're going to have an em- empathetic ear. I have other resources I can provide, uh, and there's no obligation. And I'm not here to sell people hard. If I'm a bad fit, um, or you know, the, the chemistry isn't there for me to be able to help people, that that's okay. I'm just looking out for you know, for 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 what's best for the people who call me.
0: Love it. Thanks so much again for coming on, Andy. Um, I hope my clients or future clients or maybe people that don't become my clients uh, are affected and get help from you uh, through your coaching program. I'll make sure to send people your way. Hang out for just a sec while we uh, wrap up the recording. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you.